0: and welcome to RPO Extra, the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra podcast. RPO Extra is a podcast series with news of the orchestra, interviews with the team and soloist performers, as well as music from one of the most accomplished orchestras in the world. In this edition, we turn the spotlight on the orchestra's new campaign to reach out to you, its audience, in a multitude of new and diverse ways. It's called RPO at Home. I've been speaking to cellist Jonathan Ayling about social distancing. So is having time alone and using it to practice a luxury or a necessity?
1: Uh, It's definitely both. It is a luxury. It is is something I enjoy doing. We have the, the fortunate position of making our living doing something that we love.
0: Viola leader Abby Fenner has been making quirky new videos at a distance with her viola-playing colleagues. She thinks that the RPO will have a distinct kind of sound to it when its members finally reassemble to play together.
2: I would imagine that the orchestra will sound very joyful actually when it can finally play together again because it's just been such a horrible time being apart.
0: There's more to come, so let's get going. The current situation with self-isolation and social distancing has taken its toll on many parts of normal life, and nowhere more so than in the arts. With auditoria and performance venues all closed for the foreseeable future, many professional artists have been left idle, unable to give the public what perhaps it desperately needs right now. For the RPO, though, it's been a time of huge and innovative creativity. Reaching out to its audience from beyond the stage is always something that the RPO has championed. Recently, it launched a new campaign, running across a variety of digital platforms and media, offering new insights into the work, and the players, too, who define the RPO itself. I've been talking to Chris Evans. He's the RPO's Director of Press and Marketing. As he told me, RPO at Home is being very successful at bringing the orchestra and its supporters closer together.
3: Well, I mean, from from, from us, we we've have certainly seen a, quite a significant impact with regards to digital engagement, and uh, in some cases, on some platforms, um, we've seen 722 percent, I think, in in one case of increased engagement, which is, you know, really quite incredible. And I think it's good to know that audiences are prepared and wanting to find out a little bit more about the orchestra and, uh, and some of those individual players. I suppose here Online has kind of broken that down a little bit and, and has, has allowed the audiences now to find out about individual players and find out what they're doing and to kind to of get to know them, um, obviously from a safe distance. Um, which I, I think is a good thing, and um, to, uh, to introduce those players in, in, a, in a much different
0: way. Although you've not been able to get the players together, and certainly for the foreseeable future, you're not going to be able to do that. You have, however, been able to break new music because you've had some online premieres to share with your audiences
3: yeah we have and um, i have to say um, it was it was a great pleasure to be working with uh, google arts and culture and youtube who are one of our partners in regards to uh, our live premiere with vasily Petrenko um, conducting the iron helden labor which was held at south bank last year um, and it was a fantastic opportunity to to be able to hear that performance in a very different setting and i'm pleased to say that you know the audiences all over the world were were watching and listening that fine performance.
0: I suppose it's not going to be possible for you to gather the orchestra together in one place and to play behind closed doors, or might that be possible?
3: To really say at this particular point of time I mean from my point of view and this is my opinion only I think you know we need to kind of perhaps um, have a look at different ways of presenting uh, a concert um, you know typically it's always been half past seven typically we've always been keen to you know for the, for the halls to be completely sold out and uh, maybe this is now the time to kind of have a look at um, other, other ways of presenting um,
0: who knows OK, so audiences, individuals, can see their favourite orchestra uh, broken down into its constituent parts. It can interact with those constituent parts. Is there one central point? Is there one best place for people to find out what is available to them? And if so, how do they get in touch with it?
3: Um, well, so easy. You head to the website, that's www.rpo.co.uk. Um, along the top, you'll see RPO at Home. Click on that and you'll see a whole menu of everything which we're offering.
0: That's Chris Evans, and with a wealth of new ways to strengthen your relationship with your favourite orchestra, buddying up has never been easier. It has a noble voice, doesn't it? That's co-principal cellist Jonathan Ailing playing at home in a performance recorded especially for RPO Extra. Orchestral players come together for rehearsals, recordings, tours, and a variety of performances. But what do they do when they can't gather? Does music stop? Certainly not. As you'll be able to see and hear from RPO at home, a huge range of music making is very much still going on. Jonathan's been putting his downtime to good use, but when we talked a week or so ago, I asked him how he stays focused, in the certain knowledge that he's not going to be playing in the company of his RPO colleagues anytime soon.
1: That's a good question. Um, I think everybody will have their own take on that. For me, I've always been a cello geek. I, I love playing the cello. It's probably the thing I enjoy doing most of all. Uh, I actually enjoy practicing and I enjoy the challenge of, of learning new repertoire and and actually of just feeling in good shape, cellistically. So actually this time of, of, of lockdown, of, of, of stay at home period, the silver lining to it is that we automatically have a lot more time than we would in everyday life.
0: Now that's interesting because there are going to be parents, grandparents, people who've picked up an instrument and have uh, grudgingly gone through scales and arpeggios in, in, in what's called, inverted commas, practice. You look forward to that. You don't get that quality time ordinarily because you're on the road, because you're in rehearsals with the full orchestra or indeed journeying from one performance to another. Practice for you is a luxury, not a necessity or is it both? Uh,
1: it's definitely both. It is a luxury. It is it is something I enjoy doing. We have the the, 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 the fortunate position of, of, of making our living doing something that we love.
0: Clearly you have a, an orchestral involvement with the RPO because you're co-principal cellist with the RPO, but of course um, Have Instrument Will Travel. That makes you capable of being both a soloist and perhaps a participant in something smaller than a full orchestra. Tell me about the project that you're now embarked on because that, that, that sounds quite exciting.
1: Well, with all this extra time that we've been given, with this uh, with this situation that we all find ourselves in, having to stay at home, I thought this is surely a time to learn. And the piece that immediately jumped at me is the the fifth suite uh, by by J.S. Bach for solo cello. Bach wrote six solo cello uh, suites, and to say I have learned the other five is fine. I would offset that by saying, these are pieces that stay with you for life. But I've never learned the fifth suite in C minor. And since then, it's been on my to-do list to, to learn it. It's, it's a big piece, and it's, it's quite a big undertaking to learn it. But uh, perhaps, luckily, nobody has actually asked me to play the fifth suite, because otherwise I would have had to learn it very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I thought, right, that's obviously the piece for, for me to learn. So I've, uh, I've started work on it.
0: Well, you've very kindly given us a sneak preview of your work. Let's have a quick listen to a little bit of yourself, either in learning mode or in practice mode, but certainly not in performance mode just yet, before the thing becomes a reality. Let's have a listen. Thank mm-hmm. you. And that sounds fantastic. I can only imagine that your neighbours are delighted because they're getting a personal command performance every time you're rehearsing, uh, re- ready for when this does become a piece of performance. How far off being ready for that do you think you are? I think with
1: with the the, the prelude that you've, you've you've just heard, I'd like to think that 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 that, that I'm quite close to, to to being happy to to perform that. That said, that's only the the first part of the first movement and there are six more movements to learn
0: well it sounds like a great investment of your uh, professional effort and certainly uh, of your time as well we'll look forward to somebody giving you the opportunity to perform in front of a live audience uh, that particular piece before very much longer in the meantime enjoy incarceration is too strong a word but enjoy your time (laughs) at home thanks for talking to me today and uh, and good luck for the future
1: thanks ever so much it's a pleasure to talk to you
0: that's co-principal cellist Jonathan Ailing, who as well as recording that practice performance of Bach's Cello Suite No. 5 for RPO Extra, also filmed it. Go to the RPO's YouTube channel and you can see it for yourself. Finally, for this edition of RPO Extra, here's how to witness the RPO's entire viola section in its natural surroundings. The section numbers 9 players who've been putting something together especially for RPO at home. Abby Fenner is the viola section's leader, and from her home she told me a little bit about the section's character and what they've been up to.
2: We sort of just rub along together quite well, to be honest. There's nothing um, extreme about the viola section. We uh, like to have dinner together when we're on tour. I'd say there's never many fireworks, which I think is a really good thing. There are some strong personalities. I mean, there's some very witty people, a very, very quick sense of humour. Uh, I'm not sure that I'm one of them. I'm normally lagging behind in that sense. Um, some people really are very brainy and incredibly good at cryptic crosswords. Uh, I'd say one of the things is a lot of people in the other section really enjoy cooking. So um, we uh, now we're uh, not seeing each other in person. We're seeing each other on the you know chat forums. We uh, send each other photos of what we've made and things like that. <laughs>
0: RPO at Home has given audiences and your followers an opportunity to experience the orchestra in a different way. That must have been quite a challenge for you as players to to reach out to that audience.
2: It is a challenge because we have had to overcome uh, or embrace technology, should I say. Our normal jo- day job, um, playing uh, wooden or metal instruments and things like that, is something that hasn't changed since many centuries ago we don't inv- aren't involved really in the technology there's always sound engineers and people like that so some of us some people are fantastic and are really interested in recording equipment and i salute them but i'm not one of them and i'm not sure anyone in the other section is one of those people either so that uh, was a slight challenge for us
0: so what is it that you've actually put together in that case
2: we had a long think actually over a chat group about what we could do because we really wanted to do something because we think it's really important that the audience is still able to engage with the orchestra and, and vice versa it, it's quite hard to put together nine people when you don't have editing facilities available so we decided to do an introduction to the real section so we've done a, a film which is a three and a half minutes long some of it is a bit silly, and some of it is more uh, serious.
0: Are we talking about something that um, that nudges in the direction of Hoffnung, by any chance?
2: Um, yeah, well, actually, one of my... Uh, the second over, Tim, who's also made, um, produced the material, he said it, it's a bit like um, carry-on violas. <laughs> <laughs> Which I hadn't thought of, but... It, it, it's quite accurate, actually.
0: That's going to follow you around as and when you finally do get back out into public performance, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I think we're all we're proud of it, though, actually, that film, because uh, we managed to do something which, um, which I hope was entertaining, but also very genuine.
0: All right, well, carry on, Violas. Uh, presumably, you as a group cannot wait to be able to play together, because as well as professionals, you're friends at the same time, too.
2: Uh, we are really good friends, which is why we um, are still chatting um, constantly. I mean, sometimes I wake up in the morning and there's about 27 messages. And I think I probably wake up later than some others who have small children at home. <laughs> but um, there's, I, so I can't even sift through it sometimes. But it is pretty funny what everyone's um, chatting about most of the time. But it's also, it can be. It's very supportive also. And I don't think anyone in the our sections actually contracted what they believe to be the virus. But... Um, a couple of family members have, so we have been very supportive to each
0: other. With this as it is, do you think it's going to change the sound of the RPO when you do get back together again, given that you've all sort of disappeared off uh, and been ostracised from each other and at the same time have been working on aspects of what you do so that audiences have seen you in a different light?
2: Well, it's always very strange when you play together, when you've not played together for a while and sort of, The beginning of September can, if there's been, you know, a couple of weeks off or something, can be a, it's quite a strange feeling, but this is going to be so extreme. I would imagine that the orchestra will sound very joyful, actually, when it can finally play together again, because it's just been such a, a horrible time being apart. The relationship with our instruments is an ongoing one, whether we are playing an orchestra or not. So... I don't know whether the fact of technology will have an influence on our sound. I'm certainly looking forward to hearing people live, that's for
0: sure. Does that mean that when the RPO is in a position to uh, get together once again, the viola section, whether posing as a carry-on team or not, will <laughs> will be pushing for more of the spotlight?
2: I think we have enough of it in concerts, actually. I mean, we get the tune sometimes, but I think we just um, wanted to make our personalities known. You might not think you're always hearing the violas, but we're always there, influencing what's going
0: on, honestly. That's Abby Fenner. If you'd like to see what the members of the orchestra's viola section get up to, a real case of RPO at home, have a look at the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra's YouTube channel. And do they really treat their instruments that way? Shocking. That's it for this special RPO at home episode of RPO Extra, the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra podcast. For all the latest information about the work of the orchestra, just go to the website, www.rpo.co.uk. Until next time, stay safe and thanks for listening.